With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. Tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat, balancing glucose levels, and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula. Berberine, which targets abdominal fat, and OEA, which curbs your appetite. With just two capsules a day, Smart Metabolic Burn by BrainMD can kickstart your metabolism, fight stubborn body fat, especially that pesky abdominal fat, and support your weight management journey. Right now, save over 30% on Smart Metabolic Burn at GetSmartBurn.com. The lowest price anywhere. That's GetSmartBurn.com. Don't delay. Transform your life with Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Our products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. We're all looking for ways to save, especially on medical bills. But where do you start? Unless you're a medical bill expert, finding savings can seem impossible. Well, HealthLock can help. HealthLock is a healthcare technology company that securely connects with your insurance and flags errors like overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. So start saving with knowing where to look. Visit HealthLock.com today before you see another healthcare provider. That's HealthLock.com. Hey everyone, I'm Brian Austin Green. I'm Shauna Burgess. And I'm Randy Spelling. And you are listening to Oldish, an iHeartRadio podcast. Well, hey there, Randy. Hi, Sharna. Bri is away working, so he's going to be overseas and working for the next two weeks, and it's just the time difference would be, it would be cruel to make him wake up and do this with us right now. So he is going to be back with us in a couple of weeks. But we do Randy, have a fill-in. We do. Oh, we do. It's taking right. Brian's place next week, and you're all just going to have to be surprised as to who that is. Yeah, I'm but excited. I promise not it'll that, be good. Not that my man's replaceable, but it's a pretty good option too. I'm not going to lie. I'm pretty excited about having that person with us. I hope that today, I know you're seeing me, the camera's not going to shake too much because we're getting Christmas lights put up, which I usually do them every single year. And for years, I've been walking around the neighborhood and one day we're going to get the professional lights because I cannot do it professionally. Mine are dangling off and there's, you know, the icicle ones that are blowing in the wind. And then my wife always says there's a strand out and then I'm up, you know, in the rain trying to figure out a strand. So Terrible. this year I said, you know what? I saw a little sign in the neighborhood. It said Christmas lights. I called, I, I got it done and they're doing it now. And it f- seems like they're going to come through the roof. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, you know what Bri just had installed? Um, because Bri is a 
big lighting guy. He will select the light bulbs for the house. They must be the right yes. color and tone. They must be all the things. Me he too. loves lighting. It's a, it's a we, it's not weird, but it's a thing of his. We like, share that. It's not weird because you share it, right? We share that. That he had permanent holiday lights put up. So they are LED strips <laughs> all around our house that are programmed for all holidays. So the Mother's Day, they're going to be, I think, red. And then Father's Day, they're blue. <laughs> and then Halloween, they're purple and orange. And they're just programmed to happen that way. And I was like, all right, that's that's cool, I guess. At least he's not climbing up on a ladder, you know. And Hey, it's I'm financially resourceful, right? You do it once and then you're saving money. And it's LED, so, you know, barely any electricity. Yeah, I get he it. does all that, but they're LED. I'm like, okay. But they're yeah, LED. But they're so LED. here's a question. Are you a before holiday light person or after? I know Brian is now year round, but do you traditionally put up decorations before Thanksgiving or after? So, you know what? I, I'm actually kind of like new to this in a sense. So Thanksgiving is big for me now that I have a big family and I like to celebrate with it. But previously Thanksgiving isn't really a huge holiday for me. So it's like Friendsgiving. Um, but now we start with the decorations from like fall and Halloween. Those decorations are out in like September for the kids near the end of September. And then we pretty much switch over to Christmas decorations. Like I was in home goods today looking for new Christmas decorations because it's, you know, I want different things for our home and it makes me really excited. But I think having kids has done that because before I was just, I was out of the country from 17, 18 years old and I was just everywhere and anywhere, mostly on tour right. for Christmases for half my life. So now with kids, it's become a really cool thing. And I'm going through home goods like, oh, Noah would love that. And oh, Journey would love that Santa. And Zane is going to love this little Santa squishy. Like it's a, it's a whole new level of decorating for me. I'm doing, I'm looking at DIY stuff of how to do entryways with wreaths and all this sort oh, of shit. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm creative, right? So I want to do those things. Um, so I'm really excited to, to maybe have some projects, some little art projects that I could get the kids involved with and decorating. It's fun. Oh, there's so many great holiday projects and things that you can do. And it's funny. I was asking you, are you a before Thanksgiving Christmas decoration person or after the stores are, I, I saw June, Christmas trees Christ yeah, exactly. in, 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 for Halloween. I was like, wait, yeah. there's, we, we went to the hardware store. Of course, now I can't step foot in a hardware store without thinking about Brian and how he goes back and forth constantly. So many times, there's, but there's been no lists made, Randy. There's been no list. <laughs> no made. list. Did that no. fall off since the distractions? I episode? mean, he's made a list here and there, and he has tried to make a conscious effort. And then he gets even more frustrated with himself when he's like, oh, "I got the wrong screws." Like, how that man doesn't have all the screws from Home Depot already right. in his tool shed, I don't know. Has somehow he's still got the wrong screws? We've got every screw exist like known to man. I swear by it. But um, but he does try and be better. But there's still multiple Home Depot trips or Lowe's. That's another one. Well, oh yeah, loves it. Home Depot and Lowe's. I I get it. And by the way, there is an infinite amount of screws. You think you have it all, but then you go for the project and you don't have the right screw, and then have to get something different. I get it. It must be so frustrating. <laughs> <laughs> so we have some questions to get into today. Um, how did the Dr. Drew episode sit with you? It's one thing to do it and be in it while we are talking to someone. Mm -hmm. It's another thing to listen to it, right? Oh, yeah. And it was honestly listening to it again 
was just mind blowing again for me, the things that he said. And I, I could almost see my face pressed up against my computer screen listening to him on hanging on his every word. I was so grateful for that conversation and especially grateful for the insights on the communicating with, you know, boys versus girls. And we have mm-hmm. uh, boys in this family and already this week I've had some really meaningful conversations with the boys about different things happening in life right now and approaching it from a standpoint of having an activity doing whatever that may be and found that they've really gotten into it a bit more, had a, a, their attention span was longer, right? Mm Because they, and I always thought it was, they they couldn't focus. So then here I am feeling a little bit bad about telling them to focus and stay with me in this conversation when truly it was just the wrong type of communication with them. So this new approach has been really helpful and I'm so grateful for that. And then yes. there was the rabbit hole of all the other stuff. And I was like, I don't know. I don't know. My mind is exploding. <laughs> I actually, I love this, the parenting stuff, but I love the rabbit hole stuff because I think these are conversations that are very interesting to have. I, mm. You know, the whole polarizing topics of the pandemic and how that was dealt with. I mean, I think that is something that still has been on people's minds, maybe less so now because we're a little bit more through it, but you know, we have some insight now. I mean, this is what Oldish is all about is right. coming to a point where you've experienced something and then looking back and going, okay, what makes sense? What didn't make sense? What were we told? What worked? What didn't work? And really mm-hmm. putting that together for the future as opposed to just going through something and going, okay, what's next? That happened, right. Yeah. Really like trying to learn from it. We had some incredible feedback from our, our episode with Dr. Drew. Everybody seemed mm-hmm. to love it, I think, just as much as we did. I think it's one of those you can listen to multiple times and get more and more from it each time for sure. So I recommend that to people. Um, but let's get into some of the questions that we had because they are really good. Um, I'll start off. I'll read one for you, Randy. Okay. We have a question from Sharon. She says, did any of you notice any behavioral differences in your children post-pandemic? My children graduated middle school freshmen in high school during the pandemic. Now hate school and constantly complain it's not on Zoom. This is crazy to me because they used to love school. Is this normal? And how can I make them more enthusiastic about school? Mm. Interesting that they're wanting it to be on Zoom. Our kids couldn't stand Zoom over here. They they hated it. And I w- admittedly came along near the end of that pandemic um, situation with, with school. Uh, but from what I understand that Bri has shared with me, it was just really difficult. And maybe that was their, you know, under mm-hmm. 10 age range. How about you? I think it depends on the child because uh, our children did not like Zoom at all. Mm. Um, they are very much in a school that's very tactile where they, they do handwork and they, there's a lot of social interaction, a lot of nature. So I think, um, they were missing that, mm. but I also heard from a lot of parents cause I was still coaching people throughout the pandemic, like crazy. And, you know, hearing from parents and giving activities of how to get everyone engaged and, you know, pull back from the fear of everything going on and some of the hysteria and just learning how to be present more within the family and how to stay engaged and, you know, have fun. And so during that, I heard from a lot of parents that for some kids, it was a relief because they didn't have to deal with some of the social 
awkwardness, some of the mm-hmm. social anxiety that they may have felt. So for them, it it was a saving grace. It was a way to step back and go, I don't have to deal with any of that. I can still learn, but I don't have to navigate any of the social dynamics. Right. That's so interesting and an amazing perspective. I can understand that must have been much more comfortable for, for many kids. Yeah. So how how would Sharon... It seems that her kids used to love school. So how, mm-hmm. what do you think is your advice for her on how she could get them to be more enthusiastic about it moving forward? It's a great question. Um, and I'm not going to pretend to have the, I, f- for a lot of things, tough I have one. you know really good answers for this. I, it's a tough one. So I'll bumble through this as the information comes to me. Right. I think, um, Sharon, you're asking, is it normal? Yes, I think some of this is normal. Based on what Dr. Drew said, right, when he said, when you start to see socially uh, children changing, when grades go down, when they start to dress differently, listen to different music, definitely pay attention to these cues. If your child is isolating to a point that feels a little bit more unhealthy and really withdrawing, then I would say that is a time to book some sort of appointment with a therapist, figure out what's going on. Maybe they need an outlet of someone to talk to. I imagine that there is so much from living through a pandemic and the aftermath of that. And now what used to be normal isn't. There is a new normal. Mm. And so because of this new normal, your child might not be as enthusiastic about school. I don't know if I have the one answer of how to get them more enthusiastic about school other than talking about it. And this is what Dr. Drew said again, ask some open-ended questions such as, was there something that you used to like about school? Do you remember when you were going before pandemic what you look forward to get curious and ask questions to try and understand what is going on Mm -hmm. if it's too hard or you can't understand then again maybe it's time to talk to someone and see what insight they have for the situation but really i think it's finding whatever you can that is of interest to them and seeing how they could get more of that in school. Because if they can find that one thing, they might not like these five other things about school, but if there is that one thing that they are interested in and somehow that can be weaved into school in some way, then it might pique their interest enough. Mm. Great advice. I wonder, because you said something about finding those things that you're interested in, things to be enthusiastic about. Could this be an approach of, you know, the way we talk about find the things that feel good and go there and it will generate more of that in your life? What if even outside of school, there was trying to generate more enthusiasm and excitement about life in general to maybe address those feelings of not feeling excited about anything. So it seems, and if you are creating more excitement and enthusiasm outside of school, do you think that could then bleed over into school? Does, you know, that could then positively affect the approach and mood about school? Yes, I think it absolutely can. I mean, if there's no excitement in other areas, then there's not going to be a lot of excitement in school. I think turning up the volume in Mm. other areas can't hurt, right? right? I mean, having excitement, generating that, building that is a skill in any 
point in life where you go, okay, I'm feeling a little lackluster here. How do I bring more excitement in? Mm -hmm. I think though, when it comes to school, what you have to be careful of is trying to make something exciting that just isn't exciting. Yeah. And if people are are spending more time on the internet, so you know over Zoom, I imagine now there's more screens, there's more internet. Kids are savvy, right? And they go, "Oh, mm -hmm. wait, I don't have to do that." So if I don't have to do that, and I didn't do that for a while, why do I need to continue to do that? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it's really about finding that thing that maybe they want to graduate early maybe there's another course like you said find another thing outside of school that they're interested in or a path that they can generate some excitement in and then see how that can be weaved into school or schooling maybe it's an alternative form of school but it's mm. something that excites them and i think old school is like you just have to go to school do what you need to do learn what you need to learn and keep right. moving on for higher education Unfortunately, these days, that's not necessarily the case. You're not necessarily no, not. guaranteed anything from going to college. Except debt. <laughs> Except debt. So I don't know about you, Sharna. In my opinion, when it comes to education, I see people become successful when they find the thing that interests them because they have been called lazy or they've been... Mm -hmm withdrawn in some areas of their life. But when they find that thing, like you found dance, right? Mm -hmm. When they find that thing, it lights something up for them. I so agree with that. I think that's wonderful advice. Sharon, I hope that helps. Yes. Okay. I'll read one to you. Okay. This is from Helen. My parents have never believed in mental health, anxiety, or therapy. I know mm -hmm. times have changed since I was younger, but I think my son is struggling with his mental health. He's always had anxiety, but I've noticed it's gotten worse. Do I suggest he talk to someone or just take him to someone? I know having him see someone will help, but I'm not sure how to approach him about it without him getting mad or completely shutting down on me. Mm, Helen, it's a great question. And I honestly think that probably many parents face this, especially having had parents with those old belief systems that therapy is, you know, for when there's something wrong with you, right? I think you need to build a healthy relationship around therapy in your home in knowing that it's doesn't mean anything needs to be wrong. It's just simply maintenance for the soul, maintenance for the mind and, and the body. And maybe you can do it leading by example and say, you're going to therapy and actually go, not just say it and, and mm -hmm. do that for yourself as well, where you can also ask questions like this. But, but saying to your son, no, nothing's wrong. I just, it's really nice for me to go and have someone that I can speak to for an hour every week and just lay out all the things in my head and they can help me make sense of them. And my the other part of this, it really does depend on how old your son is, um, on how you approach, like whether you tell him or not. But I, I think you always tell. But if your son is of those teenage years where he really feels like therapy is a negative thing, I definitely think the leading by example and and guiding him into that. Randy, I think you'll have better advice with that too on how to get him there. But uh, I think therapy for kids is, especially when you have multiple kids, if you start seeing signs of anxiety or things coming up in them, I think therapy is so unbelievably healthy because expecting our kids to open up to mum and dad 
is is just it's too much of a tall order they don't want to disappoint you they don't want to hurt you they they build this shame around their feelings that they're having because of those things they don't want to hurt you and there's nothing you can do about that it's the parent and child relationship no matter how open you make it with them they need a safe space that is not you where they can open up about things and i think starting those relationships earlier in life is so unbelievably healthy and i would i would suggest absolutely taking your son to see someone. And Randy, I'm sure you have a a great advice on how to approach that with kids and getting them to come see you. I think you hit the nail on the head. Therapy used to have this stigma, you know, in past generations still does depending on where you are and how you've grown up. Therapy is like going to a physical therapist or a Mm -hmm. trainer or a teacher and learning a language that you otherwise don't know. My knee hurts. What do I do? Instead of just, you know, taking pain medication for the knee, going to a physical therapist and saying, "I, I think there's something going on here. And the physical therapist gives exercises. Mm-hmm. gives you mm-hmm. a language to tune into the body and go, oh yeah, this is when I move it this way, it hurts. So it's developing this language and this skill of how to talk to yourself, how to talk to somebody else, how to understand in you what is happening. And that is an invaluable skill. So first and foremost, if you can, Helen, let go of any ideas of what your parents had, what they did or you know didn't believe in, and make this a very positive thing in your home. I love what Sharna said. You can model this by saying, hey, you know what? There's some things that I want to talk about and I'm going to go. And you, you lead by example. I think you have to be careful and it does depend on the age, but I think you have to be careful when it's bringing something up because you run the risk of saying, well, is this something that you would like to do? Are you into it? If they say no, what do you do? Right. Then you're kind of dead in the water. So I think it's being as honest as possible. First, it's talking about it. Maybe you even go and then share your experience and you ask them a set of questions. You can ask the therapist, how do I talk to my child about uh, getting some help? And the other thing you said that I really liked is there's nothing bad about it. You, you actually make therapy a very positive thing. So many people over the years have said to me, do you think I'm a candidate for life coaching, Randy? Do you think I can work with you? But I, I don't feel like there's there's anything that bad or wrong. And I laugh all the time because people have this idea of like, I have to be really messed up to go to therapy or to hire a coach. Things have to be really bad in my life. Some of the most successful people, so many people that I have met through the years have therapists, have Mm -hmm. coaches, work Mm -hmm. with mentors that are free, right? To get them to a better place. We all need that person. And sometimes parents can't always fulfill those roles. That is okay. But I think the main goal is to get them to start expressing to someone what is going on and what their experience is so they can get more in tune and in touch with whatever help they may need. And you can feel less pressure that you're holding 
onto of do I need to do something that can at least be taken off your plate. Mm -hmm. Agreed. Helen, I hope that helps. Thank you so much for sending in that question. Great I think question. it's going to be a very helpful question for many parents. Nice. Um, okay, Randy, I got one for you. Cindy okay. says, and it's along the same lines, actually, we're talking in anxiety. So uh, Cindy has asked, how can I help my child who struggles with anxiety? The pandemic did not help with anxiety. <laughs> no, the that. pandemic did not help mm. <laughs> with anxiety. No, not um, for many people. There's so many tools. Um, one of them is exercise. It's free. Physically moving you your body. You can do it yeah. physically moving your body. When I was doing research, um, I had an anxiety course that I was teaching with a colleague and I did a, a year-long deep dive into research and I was really amazed at how many times I read that physical exercise um, is either as effective, if not more than therapy and medication. Mm. I'm not saying that it's a replacement for therapy and medication. What I'm saying is if it can be as effective, if not more than medicine or therapies, that has to be considered. And through the years of working again with people, families, um, a lot of people have come with being stressed, worried, uh, having anxiety. And I can't tell you almost always exercising more will make them feel better. So that mm -hmm. is one way. I think the, uh, another way is figuring out how they are speaking to themselves Self-talk mm. is such a big one because a lot of anxiety stems from thought. doesn't feel like it because it feels like it's in the body. But if you trace it back, a lot of times it, it stems from a thought that's coming up and it's a repetitive thought. Or you, you used to talk about a lot of uh, intrusive thoughts. Oh, yeah. You have these intrusive thoughts and then all of a sudden you're spiraling about something that could happen, whether it's, you know, to your child or something about your future mm -hmm. and you're reacting to something that may never happen. Something that's made up. <laughs> something that's made up, but you're playing out that reality. Yeah. And over time practiced the body when doing that reacts instantaneously and starts to produce chemicals and cortisol uh, and all of that mm -hmm. cortisol, your heartbeat becoming more rapid. So it's talking to yourself different mindfulness, breath work, meditation, even active meditation, such as walking or listening to music. Art is great. Puzzles. Do a puzzle. Yes. <laughs> Finding activities where one can think less and be more. Mm, Randy, I love everything that you just said, both of those. I think that is the most perfect advice. The movement thing is so true. And it, it's not, like you said, it's not a replacement, but simply moving your body moves energy and emotion and caught like that's caught in you through you. And that endorphin release, that buildup of adrenaline, that's literally sweating it out is just such a huge part of feeling good. And I know it's been a big thing for me in my life, moving my body and my mm -hmm. mental health. Me uh, and then what you said about the self-talk. Yes. And I think, Cindy, you lead by example and you start to do affirmations with your kid. You, you can't ask, especially our children, right? Ask them to do things that you are not doing. 
And I think if you're bringing new practices into the home and you're doing the things that Randy so beautifully said, amazing suggestions of breath work and, you know, self-talk and working on those things, do them with your child, make it something that you are, you're doing and you're taking them along on that journey, I think would be really helpful. Hey, we're going to do some breath work, learn this with me, or, Hey, we're going to, we're going to do a meditation, do this with me, what, whatever that is. I think if you do it together, I think mm-hmm. that could be really, really helpful in them feeling supported in their journey of building tools to deal with their anxiety. Absolutely. More connection, right? Yeah. I mean, if, yeah. if you have a chance to, whether it's a puzzle, whether it's going on a walk, one, changing the environment. When someone's sitting there and they're anxious, you need to change the environment. It's very mm-hmm. hard in that moment with all the cues to stay in that and just instantly change. But the moment that you get up, something is different. The brain scanning for something different. Mm -hmm. The moment you breathe differently, your physiology changes. People do cold water therapy for anxiety because- I actually really want to do that. Cold plunges. We're going to have to talk about doing an episode about that. I want to get Brian in the cold water. We need to do this. (laughs) We'll get, yeah, we'll each get the the tank. You can get them at your house, the cold plunge pools. I used to do it to my daughters. Do you think that's mean? Wait, you just, what do you mean do it to that? Like, how old were they? What are we talking here, Randy? With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. Tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat, balancing glucose levels, and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula, berberine, which targets abdominal fat, and OEA, which curbs your appetite, with just two capsules a day, Smart Metabolic Burn by BrainMD can kickstart your metabolism, fight stubborn body fat, especially that pesky abdominal fat, and support your weight management journey. Right now, save over 30% on Smart Metabolic Burn at GetSmartBurn.com, the lowest price anywhere. That's GetSmartBurn.com. Don't delay. Transform your life with Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Our products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Okay. Sorry, Cindy. We're going to... So they were young. I was still giving them baths. So I literally, I had the duck bowl and was giving them baths. But what I found was this, 
sometimes when they would get the flu or have really high temperatures, we would wrap them in a cold towel. Oh yeah. And you, you know, when you do that and you're so hot and you feel that cold, the breath, they instantaneously freeze and scream and panic. So I started doing cold showers when I learned about the benefits of uh, cold water therapy, what I wasn't prepared for. And, and I'm a student, right? I coach people every single day. So because of that, I'm finding solutions for people, how to do all these things. I have to put myself through these things and guinea pig it to understand the mechanisms behind it, how it works, mm -hmm. right? And then talk mm -hmm. to people about it and get more evidence that way. So when I was doing the cold showers, what I would realize was when I wasn't stressed out at all, when I knew when I was turning it to cold, I could get my breath, I could breathe, and I could handle it better. But if I was worried about something, if I was stressed out, I would tense up, I didn't want to do it, my mind would fight back, and it would be a terrible experience. Mm. So I thought, well, that this builds resilience not only physically, but mentally when something challenging comes to be able to breathe through it and not panic at all. So I started talking to my girls about it at bath time. And then what we started doing was I started getting ice cold water. I'd say, okay, here it comes. I'd get ice cold water and they would stand up and we would practice the breaths. We'd breathe a few times and then I would pour it on them. And it was freezing cold, but they would get all Wait, excited. How old are they? Oh, like three and four. Oh my God, Rick, <laughs> that's crazy. I don't know how I feel about it. I mean, I feel like, did it work? Was it? Good? I mean, they were willing to do it. They weren't. Right. I know they you weren't didn't, like dunk them in, up a in fight. an ice cold pool. Right. But yes, it worked. Yes, mm -hmm. it worked. So think about this. The times that, you know, I really started uh, paying attention to my health and working out a lot more in the last seven months. And I put myself through some pain, admittedly, but because I put myself through that pain and I know that I can work through it and it's okay, I'm going to be okay. Because my mind is like, you're going to die. Don't do it. This hurts so bad. Everything burns. And I'm like, wait, I'm going to be okay. Then when, when I come up against something hard, I don't go to that shutdown or I don't right. go to that oh, catastrophizing. Everything is terrible. I can breathe. I can take that in and go, okay, wait, everything's going to be okay. So I think what happens back to anxiety, if we can create a pause between the rabbit hole that we go down, which a lot of times isn't real, it's not even true. It's a what if, it's, it's playing out hole. something in the yeah, future, yeah. then you create space. And within that space, then you can have a moment to react differently and you get... I don't want to say control, that's not the right word, but you get the ability to bring something new to it instead of going down that same neural pathway, which is the same anxious thinking, which brings up the worry and the bodily feelings, which leads you down the path of anxiety. Right. All right. So cold plunges. <laughs> yeah. So get Zane ready. <laughs> Apparently. Oh my God. Could you mind poor little man? No, I can't. I no. can't. Oh. I can't even imagine the bigger kids doing it, but I would, you know what, Bodie, maybe. We'll say. We Are we going to do this? Might... I'm down. Can you convince Brian? Can we do an episode on this? We'll bring on a cold plunge expert. If, if anyone's interested in this, let us know because there's so much information now on social media and coming out well, about friends that do it. They've they've bought yeah. the ones that are that these tanks or tubs that are on Instagram. They have them at the house. They they yeah. do it. 
now. And they said it's the most life-altering thing. All right, we shall discuss with Bright. I should just say we'll do it while he's away. Bless him. Can you just make hey, the baby, decision? Hey, baby, guess what we're doing next week? A cold This plunge. is what we're doing. <laughs> yes. I can do that. We could do that. <laughs> okay. Uh, Dylan says, loved listening to the episode because I agree that the pandemic took a toll on us. Have you guys noticed anything about the pandemic that affected you? I feel like I struggle more with social anxiety. I worked and still work from home and only go into the office twice a week. During those two days, my anxiety and stress level are high. Do you think mm. I should see someone about it? Any advice? Interesting. Dylan, as, as Randy was reading me your question, I... You know, I was one of those people. I've always been a homebody. I've always loved my own space. When they were like, you must stay home. I was like, oh no, that's terrible. Like it was just, for me, I was like, that's fine. I love being with my dogs and my solitude. And and honestly being forced to stand still was good for me. I did get a little stressed with, you know, the length of the pandemic and when am I going to get to do things again. But I didn't experience it giving me social anxiety because I honestly have grown to love the fact that I love my own space. And so I think because for work, I have to be so social. Maybe that's why, but I'm a hermit crab for sure. I think that speaking with someone is a really good idea. Anxiety is coming up a lot for everyone. So first of all, know you're not alone. And there are so many people experiencing exactly what you have just described. And now, you know, struggling with being in the workplace or in social situations at all now uh, can be difficult. And the greatest thing I think you can do is speak to a therapist about it and start to build those tools on how you can handle that anxiety and take things in small doses and find find ways to get through the days and, and then eventually it gets better. Uh, but Randy, what do you think? Dylan, you're not alone. So many people have struggled with this. This was common. I was hearing about this again, pretty much daily when people started going back into the office it felt very weird because this was the norm. Now you pull back from the norm, things change, you go back in and it's like, remember the show, The Wonder Years? Mm. Did you ever see that show? Yeah, yeah, the original Wonder Years. Yeah, what I found so cool about The Wonder Years, I wish they would make a version of that now, is they the self-talk. They, they did? They have The Wonder Years now, yeah, it's great. No way. Yeah, they have a new version of it. Where am I? What? I don't know what I... network it's on, but yeah. <sighs> see? Well, okay. So I'll have to go check <laughs> that <we> out <laughs> because it's the self-talk. So now you have, a, you're with yourself and some people are just more introverted. Some people have a tendency to be uh, more contemplative, more inward. There's nothing wrong with that. But I think when going back to the workforce, back into office and now being around people and that social interaction wasn't there for so long, a lot of people were second guessing themselves and going, well, maybe there's something wrong with me. I feel awkward. This isn't normal. So please know a lot of people have struggled with it. You ask, should I see someone? What's the downside of talking with someone right. about it? Worst thing that happens is you go, well, that wasn't a good experience. I'm going to find someone else. Or you go, well, okay, I've done five sessions. I've talked a little bit about this. Maybe I have some tools. I'm going to use that and move on. But there's no real downside of talking about something that you are keeping inside of you and potentially judging yourself for, feeling uncomfortable about, and then having to manage that because managing that discomfort and then the self-talk that goes along with that discomfort, 
that's what causes some, we'll say suffering. You know, mm -hmm. it causes undue stress and strain that you don't really need. So I think it would be very beneficial to talk to someone. And again, there's no huge downside to doing so. Mm -hmm. Agreed. Uh, Dylan, thank you so much for sending in your questions and best of luck with it. And just again, to echo it, you are not alone. So many people mm -hmm. are experiencing the same thing. Uh, and probably those people that are in your office and your workspace are experiencing the same thing. Totally. By the way, I felt it personally. I mean, my office pretty much is, you know, I don't interact with that many people. I went all online instead of having people, you know, coaching them in person. Mm -hmm. I still did some retreats where people would fly into Portland and we would, you know, stay outside and do some things. But other than that, I started feeling more self-conscious. I'd be around people and I, I kind of had that the same thing that I was talking about. I was like, oh, maybe I'm socially awkward or something. I was just really second guessing myself until I did it more and until I just got more comfortable. So it took a while. And, you know, fortunately I have some some tools in my toolkit that I can use. But just so you know, I mean, again, I, I do this professionally and still I felt very awkward going out talking with people because I spent so much time inside my office, inside my house, just with my family that I had to relearn. It's almost like the brain has to come back online to learn how to engage again, how to look at people in the eye and not feel uncomfortable. And also one thing I will suggest about social anxiety is some form of self-work because sometimes social anxiety can mask as lower self-confidence, mm. feeling not enough. Those things pop up. And what we find is when we start to work in those areas, socially, you become much more comfortable. That's very true. Yeah. Working on finding those underlying reasons for the social anxiety, the why of everything is so important. Yes. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. Tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat, balancing glucose levels, and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula, berberine, which targets abdominal fat, and OEA, which curbs your appetite, with just two capsules a day smart metabolic burn by brain md can kickstart your metabolism fight stubborn body fat especially that pesky abdominal fat and support your weight management journey right now save over 30 percent on smart metabolic burn at getsmartburn.com the lowest price anywhere that's getsmartburn.com don't delay transform your life with smart metabolic burn from brain md these statements have not been evaluated by the food and drug administration our products are not intended to diagnose treat cure or prevent 
prevent any disease. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Okay, Alex wrote Sharna, I love, love, love. Wow, three your loves. New tattoo. Love that. Love your new tattoo. Can you explain your inspiration? What's the meaning and importance behind it? Also, what are other tattoos? Or what other tattoos do you, Brian, Randy, have? And what are your thoughts on kids wanting tattoos and piercings? Great question. Okay, well, the, first of all, let's start with the last part of that on kids wanting tattoos and piercings. Kids, like, because they're your children or kids because of the age range? You know what I mean? I think once you are 18, then, you know, you for me, you have the choice to do what you want with your body. I would say be careful of tattoos being so young because you're never going to know what you want when you get mm -hmm. to 30 and 40 because you'll be many different versions of yourself by the time you get to that point. Um, but at the end of the day, there I think you're an adult and you can make those decisions on tattoos and piercings. For me, I mean, I wanted tattoos when I was a teenager because I love them. I've always wanted the artwork, but I... I obviously wasn't allowed to do them. I, uh, my first piercing was my nose. I got that at 18 years old. I think I was 18. I was, did you get, so. did you get this part or the septum? No, I got it through the nostril Okay, and then oh, get this. I've got a piercing story for you. Just a horrifying one. I, uh, was early twenties living in, no, living in London. So I would have been like 19 and I got my nipple pierced. And because, you know, rebellious and that's super hardcore and cool. And it wasn't, it was my mom. I told my mom about it and she told me that thing's going to rip out. That's going to bloody rip out one day, Shana. And it's like, she manifested that because a few years no. ago, I was no. getting out of the shower no. and the bar caught no. on the, the side of the shower and ripped clean out. No. Out. No. Gone. Stop. I yes. How do you feel? Randy Wait, did you have to go to the hospital? <laughs> what do you? No, what do you? What I should is, have what gone happens? to the hospital. I did not. Um, and so it had. I have a scar going across uh one of my nipples because I should have gone to the hospital but didn't. And I, I can't was even. Like I, she'll be fine. My, as the, my as whole the body is say, tingling. She'll be right right <laughs> oh, no, now. I, I can't even. It, it's terrifying. Um, but you know oh what's gosh. crazy? It was. It was so shocking that I didn't even feel it. It was so shocking and so fast. And I didn't feel it till like the adrenaline wore off of the complete and utter shock of how it happened. Anyway, I thought I wasn't going to be able to breastfeed because of that. And I ended up being able to breastfeed and everything was fine. But yeah, piercings, kids, stay away from them until you really know you can take care of them and be responsible. Uh, my I need to go lay in Randy, a dark room. Randy's not going. I, I, I'm not well after this conversation. Well. I have very sensitive good. nipples. My, even my children make fun of me because they like, oh, they'll really? try and get me. And I'm like, don't touch don't my nipples. Touch yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. Pretty, pretty awful stuff. But, uh, yeah. you know, that's, that's my war story of piercings and my warning story to anyone that is going to get them. I say you have don't to go in a shower with a nipple ring. Yeah, don't reach for a towel. 
Um, but thank you, Alex, for saying you love my new tattoo. So the inspiration is uh, is Zane, actually. I've always wanted a tattoo for him. And um, I didn't really, it was just going back and forth. I drew it and then Cacho Tattoo, the guy that put it on me, obviously made it perfect and better and worked with me on putting all the extra little bits in. But I found two symbols that I wanted. The Buddhist symbol, uh, the Unilome which is your own personal unique journey in life. So it starts with the Unilome, which is my own unique personal journey into, for me, motherhood. Then it is Zane's name, and it ends with the uh, symbol of unconditional love with a little arrow and dots that mean it is, you know, unconditional and eternal, like it continues. So How it did has- you find that? Just through looking and searching symbols and researching and researching, making sure it wasn't like a one-off that it meant that, you know what I mm-hmm. mean? Like- it doesn't mean something else entirely. I really wanted to make sure I got it right. Uh, and, you know, different handwriting. It's actually practically my handwriting uh, that we ended up using. I went through all different ones and he tweaked it a little bit for me, but just, you know, made the lines of it perfect because I'm all mm-hmm. about symmetry and lines. So I really love it. And uh, it's like shoulder jewelry. So it goes from the base of my neck down onto just the the side of my shoulder um of my arm sorry and I really love it and I have a bunch of tattoos and they're all little ones but they're all personal words of some sort and I have a bunch more that I want to get Randy do you have any I do Brian has a million so I have my dad's initials nice. on my left arm oh that's beautiful um, quick story I, I got I was in Las Vegas shooting a reality show at the time um and he, I got the call that he was taking a turn for the worse and I knew it was going to be, you know, weeks. And so mm. I got a tattoo, but I was intoxicated and I barely remember feeling it. I just felt so numb. So years later, uh, now a life coach, I'm now living in Portland. I now have kids and I just felt like I cheated the experience in some ways. I know it sounds crazy, but it's like, I didn't quite get the pain of that. It's not like I search for pain, but I just feel like I was numb. And after not being numb and really living life, what I said to myself is I kind of want the experience of uh, doing that without feeling numb. Yeah, I get that. So I didn't know what I was going to get. I looked for a year and then I saw uh, this and Mm -hmm. it's it's basically the flower of life, but in a hologram. Yeah. So it's more 3D. And the reason why I like this is you can find this in the universe. You find this in nature, these, these geometric, it's like sacred geometry, these yes, geometric yeah. shapes that are like mm-hmm. the codes of creation that hold all of this information. Mm-hmm. And this was um, a symbol that I saw somewhere. It was on a picture. Uh, it was Egyptian with the Hathors, you know, like the cat like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Means. and there's the uh, the Hathor temple and uh and I saw this and I said that and here's the wild thing about it I'll end saying this the experience that I wanted was to not miss the pain was to not be numb so I got this but it was it was stippling it was just dot work but it ah. was an inexperienced tattoo artist who was doing it she was rather new so she she said do you want a color and I said, sure, I'll, I'll get a color in the middle, but it left it 
non-3D. It took four hours for this little tattoo. It took four hours. And then when it healed, I realized, oh, there's nothing 3D about it. It doesn't even show the shapes. So I had to go back a second time and get it redone to someone totally different. So I basically had to get two tattoos in one. So look at what I manifested, manifested. I the experience. And I ended up getting, you know, six hours. I mean, I could have gotten a half sleeve in yeah, the amount of time that I got this one round tattoo. Wow. Crazy. What you can manifest. I mean, so powerful. Randy, I know that Pete, there are people that need you. You got to go do things. I have to go do things. I have to go meet with a client. You must. As always, I love doing this with you, Sharna. Too, We're Randy. missing Brian, but nah, uh, he will be nah, back he's soon. Good. We, we didn't miss him. We're fine. <laughs> Kidding. We always miss him. But Randy, I love hanging with you. And thank you everyone for all the amazing questions that you sent in to us. All of your support for Oldish. Please make sure that you always DM us at Oldish Pod on our Instagram page. You can leave a message for us on our hotline, which is... 855 oldish 3 we love hearing from you we read everything that we do. you send every all the pieces of feedback all the things that would be interesting we read to it we you. text about it we talk about it we plan We're making notes mm -hmm. so know that we, we have a shared google that. doc that we talk about these things just so you know randy started it we love you randy <laughs> you're the best we'll see you later everyone thank we'll you we'll see you later bye guys Hey, we just want to take a moment to let you know that the Oldish podcast and content posted by Brian Austin Green, Sharna Burgess, and Randy Spelling is solely for informational, educational, and entertainment purposes only. So think of us as your friends hanging out and having a chat. We do not intend to be a substitute for the advice of a physician, a psychotherapist, or other qualified professional treatments. For any of you experiencing medical or mental health care concerns, please do not disregard or delay in obtaining professional medical advice. We love you, we appreciate you, and we are growing along with you on this journey. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Yes, you guys are amazing. Make sure you guys go and follow us on Instagram at, at OldishPod. And you can also go and leave us a message at our own hotline, which is 855-OLDISH-3. Make sure and write us a review. Leave us five stars if you loved it. Leave us five stars if you didn't. We it love helps. five stars. <laughs> we love five stars. Yeah, we like five stars. stars. Yeah. See you all next right. week. Bye, everybody. Bye. See you next week, everyone. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. Tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat, balancing glucose levels, and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula. Berberine, which targets abdominal fat, and OEA, which curbs your appetite. With just two capsules a day, Smart Metabolic Burn by BrainMD can kickstart your metabolism, fight stubborn body fat, especially 
especially that pesky abdominal fat, and support your weight management journey. And right now, save over 30% on Smart Metabolic Burn at GetSmartBurn.com. The lowest price anywhere. That's GetSmartBurn.com. Don't delay. Transform your life with Smart Metabolic Burn from Brain MD. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Our products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024.